Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, welcome back to the show. And two weeks from today, we'll be at the Watsco Center. Right now, we'll be getting ready for tip-off. Uh, Miami and Lafayette, and the day will start at 4 o'clock as the women will open up the season as well against Maryland Eastern Shore, and then we'll tip it off at uh, 7 o'clock against Lafayette. So basketball season, two weeks from tonight. Man, time is flying by. Joining us right now, University of Miami head coach Jim Laranega. Coach, uh, coach, good evening. How are you doing? I'm good, Joe, but I got a question for you. Is it two weeks from tonight or is it two weeks from last night? Oh, that's right. Last night. I'm sorry. We open up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Monday. I'm thinking tonight's Monday. You're right. Uh, Thank you. I'm so excited. I forgot what day it was. Yeah, tonight's Tuesday. We do the show. uh, We're doing the show next Monday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're right. I'm sorry. How about that? We already have played a game. Even better. Less than two weeks away. All right. Um, so you've had your you've had your team practicing, had a little scrimmage this week past weekend. Uh, what are your thoughts so far? What have you seen? Well, I love the group of guys we have. They're very energetic, lots of enthusiasm. Our two transfer students that have been talked about a lot, Nigel Pack and Norshad Omir, have both made a very smooth transition. I, I like what I see from them in practice. Uh, our four freshmen are doing very well. They've got a lot to learn. I think they are figuring that out right now, but they're coming along. And our returning players are doing really well. I, Isaiah Wong, everybody knows, is terrific. He's just uh, been chosen a candidate for the Jerry West Award. So I texted him, text him, Joe, and, and said, hey, Jerry West was my favorite player when I was your age, and you're now my favorite player. <laughs> So he enjoyed that. He he got a a kick out of that. So Isaiah's doing great. And then Jordan Miller is playing at such a high level. Uh, He's he's, uh, really playing great offense. His defense is is really good. He's always been a terrific offensive rebounder. But more than anything, he's been a true leader for the team. You know, we're going to put the ball in his hands more and more. Uh, and and I'm sure he'll he'll have a great senior year. Anthony Walker's doing very very well. Uh, Harlan Beverly, one of our other seniors, is is feeling better now, recovering from an injury. Uh, so, a lot of positive things, uh, Joe, happening right now in uh, men's basketball. Yeah, you know, I was at your uh, I was over at the basketball office uh, yesterday, and I saw some of your players and coaches, and. There is a real sense of uh, uh, calm and anticipation for the upcoming season. I, I wanted to get uh, 
to this d- discussion with you. Uh, one, um, how do you judge chemistry? Because it looks very good, uh, the chemistry on your team, because you brought in some new players, yet uh, in a short amount of time, you've been able to weld them all together. And then the second part of that is just how you communicate so well with your players. And uh, I don't know, maybe you've perfected that, but they, they certainly seem to be in sync with your message. Okay, so I read an article today, and uh, it was very interesting. Uh, They interviewed Michael Jordan, and I'm not sure when the interview took place, if it was a recent uh, interview or something from his past. And he said there was only one person he was ever afraid of. Do you know who that was? It wasn't Phil Jackson. No, it was Dean Smith. Oh, Dean Smith, yeah. His college coach. Right. And what he said was very meaningful to me. He said Coach Smith uh, was such an organized, disciplined area. He never used vulgarity, never cursed anybody out on the team, yet he was he was such a disciplinary in terms of his organization, how every practice was organized, how – he, he was very demanding, and he challenged you all the time. And, Joe, that was very much like my high school coach, Jack Kern, from Archbishop Malloy High School in New York. And he was my role model. And so I felt like when I was reading about Michael Jordan's relationship with Coach Smith, there was a lot of respect there. He respected the, the uh, demands that Dean Smith put on him but without ever belittling him or cursing him out. And so, you know, I never use vulgarity with my players. I I want them to learn to be, you know, self, uh, have self-control. And by that, I mean, I I don't want them getting upset and cursing and screaming because I curse and scream at them. And so um, in reading the article about Michael Jordan and Dean Smith's relationship, I would hope that if one of my players were interviewed, they'd say the same thing. Not so much that they feared me, mm-hmm. but that I was demanding of them without demeaning them. I um I want to ask you two more things about uh, some of your philosophies. One, I heard in a discussion you had in the off season. The other, uh, I was at practice one day, and uh, I think this kind of relates to your flexibility with your players and. Uh, you were scrimmaging. You you were keeping score of the scrimmage. It was a uh, the last thing you were going to do on the floor, and uh, I forget what the scoring system was. But one of your players I think made a basket, and maybe Wooga said, "But coach, let's change the scoring here in the last couple of minutes." And you looked at him and said, "Okay, it'll be three points for such and such play." Uh, so you you have flexibility with your players, and I think they they respect that. Well, I think one of the things the players know is, is, is that, and I think all players understand that coaches, you know, their job is to win. And, right. and so you, you have to have the ability to motivate your players and organize them in such a way that they play with great confidence and, and uh, you know, believe they're going to win every time out. Like when we went to Duke last year, Joe, you were with us. You know, Duke was a top five team in the country at the time. You know, we were picked preseason number 12 in the league. Uh, You know, no one expected us to beat Duke. Duke started five NBA draft choices that day. 
Uh, Wendell Moore, 6'5", 220. Trevor Keel, 6'5", 220. A.J. Griffin, 6'7", 225. Uh, Apollo Bancaro, 6'10", 250. And Mark Williams, 7'2", 245. And we, we our starting lineup weighs 180, 185, 190, <laughs> 200, and 215. We got outweighed by 30 or 40 pounds at every position. And it would have been very easy for our players to look at the Duke roster and say to themselves, there's no way we can beat these guys. But what we've always done, Joe, and, and I, I give my staff a lot of credit, we find kids who are tough-minded, they work really hard in practice, they develop good chemistry on the court, off the court, and they listen carefully to the game plan and understand that if we execute the game plan, we've got a very good chance of winning no matter who we're playing against. And we play against some of the best teams in the country, so you have to do it. And so we went to Duke and and beat them by two points. You know, we didn't beat them by a bunch, but, you know, it was still a win. A few weeks later, we played North Carolina, the team that competed for the national championship against Kansas, the team that beat us in the Elite Eight. And we beat North Carolina by 27. So, on that particular night, people would ask me, well, how'd you beat Carolina? I said, well, two things happened. One, we played a great game. And two, Carolina didn't. And in actuality, Joe, that was kind of their wake-up call, just like yep. the Alabama game was for us earlier in the season. We got beat by 32. Yep. Carolina you- loses by 27, and after that game, they go on a tear and end up in the national championship game. You can learn from your mistakes, and you can improve as a team during the course of the season. So uh, this year, I've told everybody, they've asked me the question, are you going to still play small ball? And I said, no, we're going to play smaller ball. (laughs) And they look at me like, what do you mean, smaller ball? I said, well, Sam Wardenberg, who's 6'10", is being replaced by Norshad O'Meara, who's 6'7". So we're not going to be very big. But we have a lot of versatility. We have a lot of scoring. Look at look at these five guys, Joe, who've who've really already proven that they can score the basketball at this level. And that is Isaiah Wong has over twelve hundred points in his career. Jordan Miller has over twelve hundred points in his career. Norshad O'Meara has over eight hundred. Nigel Pack has over eight hundred. And Anthony Walker has over five hundred. So from a scoring standpoint, I think we have some guys that are proven scorers. Does that mean we're going to be really good? Absolutely not. What it means is we better improve our defense because we're smaller and probably, you know, we, not only smaller without Sam Wardenberg, but even in practice, uh, we don't have Dan Gack and Rodney Miller to prepare against. Yeah. Oh, if, if, if we go, you know, trying to prepare for a team like Duke again, we got nobody to simulate the stuff that, that Duke does. So preparations are even harder and will be harder this year. Uh, Wooga Poplar is a guy, a kid that uh, got some really nice experience a year ago. Uh, you've kind of been grooming him along. Uh, he gives you some athleticism like Anthony Walker and a guy that can score. Uh, had a big game last year on the road at FAU. W- what have you seen in Wooga so far? 
Yeah, Wooga is a very talented young man and explosive offensively. He can shoot from three, even with range, you know, deep into NBA-type range. He's dynamic in the open court with a high-speed layup or dunk. Um, Wooga has enough physical talent, run, jump, strength, uh, size, and enough skill to be a great player. But what he needs to improve in is his decision-making. Because if he turns the ball over four or five times a game, that really hurts us because we can't afford it. No, we're not going to be a great rebounding team because we lack the size maybe. But if Wooga doesn't, you know, doesn't turn it over, I think he'll have an outstanding year. But if he, if he turns the ball over too much, then someone else has to be on the court because we can't afford turnovers. Uh, you sent me in the offseason a podcast you're on, and I listened to it, and I think I have this term right, but maybe I don't. But at any rate, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I did notice you do this last year, and maybe you can explain uh, why and, and why it's so effective. Uh, but uh, at times last year, perhaps the play – uh, your team would run a play, and maybe it, you didn't get the desired result, uh, but you would clap. And I think it was called clap the mistake. Uh, you were, is that positive reinforcement that you're giving your team? Okay, so anybody who's, who's ever heard me talk about uh, my really good friend, Dr. Bob Rotella, who was a sports psychologist who I met in 1979 when he was a professor at the University of Virginia. That at that time, he was basically an unknown in the field of sports psychology. But I met him. We talked. I loved everything about his approach. I, I, and from that time on, I speak to him two or three days a week. And in one conversation uh, many, many years ago, he and I were talking about practice versus games. And he used, you know, some guys are really good practice coaches. Some guys are really game, uh, really good game coaches. Not that many guys are good at both. And I said, how would you distinguish that? And he said, well, the first thing yeah, a coach really needs to do is train, then trust. And I said, okay, explain, explain what that means. And he said, well, in practice, you're training your players to play a certain way teaching them the fundamentals, teaching them your offense, your defense. And, and uh, you, you want to train them. And that means be demanding and pushing and make corrections. And, and I said, okay, well, uh, I have a five-step teaching method. How is this? Uh, explanation, demonstration, imitation, correction, and repetition. And he said, yeah, that's, that's good. So you, when you make a correction and then you repeat it over and over until you get it right, that's good in practice, but that's not what you want to do in a game. Uh, Joe, I need, to, I need to take a sip of water, so hang on one second. I'm... Okay, yeah, no problem. Going to have an exhibition game on Sunday, by the way, against IUP. Coach L will have an exhibition, and then uh, yeah, next week we'll be able to talk about it in the park. Yeah, all right. Two o'clock start on Sunday. Anyway, train then trust. So practice is training, but during the game you must trust. You must trust that your players learned everything you wanted them to do. And if they make a mistake, you can't correct it at that time and distract them 
from what the next thing is they have to do. So, for example, if they they don't execute a uh, offensive play and you try to correct them like during the game, they're listening to you instead of getting back on defense and stopping the opponent. So the best <laughs> thing you can do so you don't, uh, uh, you know, you keep them mentally sharp and very, very positive is just clap for the mistake. Act like you're cool, calm, and collected, and your team will play cool, calm, and collected. Act like, you know, they're making a ton of mistakes and you're angry and frustrated with them. Well, then they'll get angry and frustrated. So I've always believed in training and trusting. And my players know that. that I, I don't really, you know, I'm never cursing them out. Uh, I, I'll correct them in practice over and over again, trying to get things right. But once the game begins, I become like a cheerleader. I'll put my arms around them. I'll, I'll, I'll whisper stuff in their ear. I'll get my coaches. You know, Bill Courtney and I have been close for the last 26 years, so he knows what I'm thinking. He'll take a player aside and, you know, give him some instruction. But it's not going to be criticism. It's not, not going to be if a guy missed a shot, yelling at him for missing a shot. Uh, and hopefully then the team plays with a great deal of confidence. And you want your players to believe in themselves and to believe they'll figure out a way to win. Because, Joe, if you remember, and I'm going to go back to that Duke game, yep. you know, we, we trailed with 40 seconds to go in the game. And Charlie Moore made a spectacular layup and got fouled and then missed the free throw. And we got the missed free throw rebound. Jordan Miller got it, got it over to, to, uh, Cam. I forget who. Cam Augustine. And, and eventually it got back to Cam Augustine, yeah. who scored a layup. Right. But all of that was from not hanging their heads about falling behind and not worrying that, okay, Charlie missed the free throw. What do we do now? No, we just kept playing and plugging away. And, and uh, you know, the same thing happened at Syracuse. We were, we were down 10 with two minutes to go. We were down seven with under a minute to go. And at, at a timeout, uh, just before the timeout, I uh, barked out the offense. I, I said to the guys, hey, run run 13 with Sam in the middle. Run 13 with Sam in the middle. And Cam thought I said Cam in the middle. So he went to the middle. Uh, we threw him the ball. He hit a shot. And then we call a timeout. Now we're down five. And when the players came over, Sam Wardenberg said to me, Coach, did you want – did you say Sam in the middle or Cam in the middle? <laughs> and, Joe, you know what I said? Yeah, Sam. Cam, I Cam. Said, yeah, I said Sam, Cam. but I must have meant Cam because that Cam. worked pretty good. Let's do it again. <laughs> and they all smiled and said, okay, we ran it again. Cam hit another shot. Yeah. That pulled us within one, and then – we got a steal and scored, and now we're ahead. So, you know, the thing about basketball, and this is, it, it's very different because there is no, you can't really stop. So the game just keeps going and going and going. You know, maybe at a free throw, you can huddle a, a moment or at a timeout. But other than that, you players have to play offense and defense. They got to rebound. You know, I tell our guards all the time, I don't care how tall you are, you can rebound. Anybody can rebound. It's just a loose ball. Now, big guys have an advantage because normally shots rebound close to the basket, and they're the biggest guys. But 
a lot of rebounds hit the rim and bounce away. You can track them down. The fastest guy can go get them. I did want to tell our audience, uh, and because I haven't seen you since, but a couple of weeks ago we had a reunion for football, and Jimmy Johnson said to me, hey, I'd like to meet Coach L. He's one of the best coaches I've ever watched. And so here we were. We had a great meeting of the minds of two of the top coaches, uh, you and Jimmy Johnson. Joe, you called me. I was in my car leaving campus. Yeah. <laughs> and when you told me that, I immediately turned around because you know, he's a legendary coach here at the U. Well, everybody admires the job he did. He won a uh, national championship and, and coached some, some of the great players in Miami history. So I came back and we got, got to talking. And he told me he lives in the Keys. Right. Oh, now he lives here in Florida. He lives not far from Miami, uh, a little south of us. And, uh, you know, he's well, he's still doing two TV, right? Yeah, he does Fox on Sunday. Yeah, flies out yeah, to California. So. Yep. And he's a he's a little bit older than me, though. I think. Yes. He, yeah, a couple he's years. Nearing eighty. Right? Seventy nine. He's seventy nine. Yeah. I'm not quite that old, Joe. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> uh, next week, we'll have an opponent to talk about, for real, Lafayette. But uh, we also have an opponent to talk about right now. Uh, you, get a, you have an exhibition game coming up on Sunday. Uh, what, what do you want to get accomplished? Because uh, I know a lot of times these exhibition games, uh, you like to uh, probe and take a look at your team and you know search for different answers and put them in different positions. What, what do you hope to uh, get accomplished on Sunday? Yeah, I like to experiment. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, the reason we're playing IUP is our new athletic director, Dan Radakovich, it's his alma mater. And uh, the the coach, uh, Mike Lombardi, is a friend from a long, long time ago. And, and uh, you know, it'll be an interesting contest. Uh, whenever you play a Division two team uh, and you're an ACC school, you're going to get a great effort. They're going to be very excited to come from Pennsylvania down here to, to Florida. It's a very special trip for them and a good learning experience. And it doesn't matter what the score is going to be. If you remember, Joe, in 2012, our exhibition game was against St. Leo's, a Division II team from Florida, and they beat us. Yeah. And everybody said, oh, we're going to stink. We're going to stink. We get lost to St. Leo's. And what people didn't know, no, that night I was experimenting with different lineups, and I was finding out which ones worked and which ones didn't, and so that once the regular season began, I, I wouldn't make that same mistake. But that's what the exhibition is for, to kind of get a feel for my team. And that year we went on to win the ACC regular season. We won the ACC tournament. We won 14 straight ACC games, and we're ranked number two in the country. So we couldn't beat St. Leo's, but we beat Carolina three times. This will be an entertaining game because, you know, they're not going to slow it down or, you know, try to play, uh, a, you know, a stall game or anything. It will go up and down. Like last year, I loved our exhibition game last year against Nova Southeastern. Uh, Jim Crutchfield brought his team in here, and they shot lights out, and we shot lights out, and I think Isaiah Wong had 40. Yeah. So, 
we'll, we'll we did see have, what happens this, this Sunday. We did have uh, we did have not. We did have Nigel on the show, Nigel Pack on the show. I think it was last week or the week before, and he said, "Yeah, we're really fast." <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. We're not tall, you know. We're not thick. We only have one thick guy, and that's uh, Norshad Omir. He weighs two forty. Everybody else is is skinny. Uh, but you know, they are pretty fast, and you know what fast is in relationship to. Um, your opponent quick yeah if well, your opponent is faster than you it doesn't matter if you're fast if your opponent is faster no. well everything is relative to the competition you're facing and and last year we were a little bit quicker than those big teams that we played and that made all the difference and on the nights when we were able to force turnovers and uh you know like so many games where we we would have, you know, eight, nine, ten turnovers and our opponent would have seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Oh, that's twenty opportunities they don't even get to shoot. No, and well, a lot I think of those that, turn into fast break points. No, I think in that Duke that's game what we were able to do. Charlie Charlie Moore led the ACC in steals and he was first team all defense. Yeah. And in the Duke game at Cameron, I think he only turned the ball over six times. So yeah, we we're a team that last year really took care of the basketball. This year, not so much. We turned it over way too too often in our scrimmage, and that's why I said earlier we have to do a better job of taking care of the basketball and just making simple passes. All right, Coach. I appreciate you joining us tonight. Uh, we'll do this again next week prior to the uh, the opener. I'm going to come see you tomorrow. I'm going to come see your practice. Okay, good. We bring in the pep band on tomorrow. They're going to practice in the <laughs> arena and kind of entertain our players while we're practicing. Oh, that'll be interesting. All right, pep 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 band practice as well. Okay, Hurricanes open the season. It's uh, on Monday, November seventh. I'm I'm already ahead of myself. So Monday, November seventh against Lafayette, uh, seven o'clock, uh, seven thirty against Lafayette at. Uh, the Watsco Center, we look forward to that one. Women will also play that day at 4. So a doubleheader, November 7th, Monday, November 7th. I'll see you tomorrow, Coach. Hi, Joe. Always a pleasure talking with you. All right, that's our University of Miami head coach, Jim Laranega. Let me talk to you for a moment about Williamson Buick GMC. You get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and a new GMC from Williamson Buick GMC. New GMC vehicles are arriving daily at Williamson. This means Williamson Buick GMC is sure to have the new GMC you are looking for, like the new GMC Yukon, with plenty of room for the entire family. The new Yukon allows you to ride in style and comfort while making a bold statement wherever you go. Cover work and play with the new GMC Canyon or Sierra. These trucks feature bold styling, the latest technology, all the toughness to get the job done. Be sure to stop by Williamson's beautiful facility. It's easy to find on US 1 and 104th Street just south of the Palmetto. When you're there, 
Say hello to Ed Williamson, his lovely wife, Carol. They certainly will point you in the right direction. And nobody, I mean nobody, knows customer service better than Ed Williamson and his staff. You can also go online to williamsonautomotivegroup.com. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle. Experience car buying like never before from your premier GMC dealership, Williamson Buick GMC. We are professional grade. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.